Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here with Sarah Westall, and we are glad to be with you here on the Common Sense Show, where we are freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And obviously, we didn't free enough minds in this election. And I have to tell you, it's got to be over half the country's dumber than a box of rocks. Thank you, America, over half of you who voted for enslavement, who voted for economic uh, destitution, who voted for energy dependence, food dependence. I could go on and on and on. You, you people here in America, especially like in New York and Pennsylvania, you voted for your own enslavement. And, and, and I guess you guys in New York like being pushed in front of subway trains. So you had to keep your governor who won't do anything about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to... We're going to go to Sarah in just a minute. We're going to share her results, but she's also got a lawsuit going on with Google that we've got to talk about. It's uh, It could be monumental. Um, but we said that about this election, too, and the Democrats managed to fix everything. They fixed the election in Arizona. We'll get into that as well, too. And, and Sarah was telling me pretty much that way around the country. By the way, I have 130-something emails from Maricopa County residents who told me horror stories about voting all rigged. Of course, when the Democrat George Soros supported Katie Hobbs as your Secretary of State, what the hell would you expect to have happen? But we'll get into all that here. First of all, I need to let you know we're brought to you by the best durable food company in the world. Diesel's going to go out of sight. The railroad train strike is set for November 16th. That date is fluid, but it is set for that time. And 62% of agriculture and food goes by rail. And then we've got diesel going out of sight. Uh, can you say you better have your own food or you're going to be screwed? Oh, Biden will feed you. <clears throat> yeah, right. Name one thing he's done for the American people, but screw them. So how do you get your storable food? Well, you go to My Patriot Supply. They've held the line on price. In fact, they have a $250 off special right now on the 12-week emergency kit. And you can order in increments of 12 weeks and make that savings all the way through your order. Uh, it's restaurant quality, 25-year shelf life, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, lots of variety, which is better than what you get when you order from the grocery store. And I would recommend you do that now while you still can. Now, go to foodwithdave.com, foodwithdave.com. And Biden is going to destroy the dollar because he wants to bring in digital. Well, we got to find alternatives, right? That's why you want to pay attention to Noble Gold. Noble Gold has done me well. I've been advertising for five years. I've been a customer for four. And I will tell you, they, they can help protect you by diversifying you from the incoming, shall I say, carnage that's coming to our dollar. And that's going to start right after the first of the year. And you'll see, you can wait and get killed, or you can listen to me now. Also, too, they're getting into silver investment because since we basically lost the election, the green new cult deals are still going to go through, and silver is the primary ingredient. So if you can't beat them, join them. You may as well profit off the silver increase in prices that's coming. Noble Gold, the best there is, seriously. So how do you find out more? No obligation packet can be sent to you by going to goldbeforelate.com. That's goldbeforelate.com, or you can call them at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Well, Sarah Westall really needs no introduction to our audience that's consistent, but if you're tuning in for the first time, first of all, welcome. Welcome as we try to mount resistance against this communist takeover. And uh, Sarah has a monumental lawsuit with Google, and, uh, and it could be just incredible, but I, I wish the lawsuit was a year earlier because certainly control of uh, social media had a hand in what happened. But I have to tell you, 
that, Sarah, I'm going to give you my opinion. In Arizona, where I live, 70% of the state clearly, clearly is conservative. Those elections have been rigged in Arizona since the 90s, where my good friend Ernie Hancock won two lawsuits against election fraud in Maricopa County dating back to the 90s. Nothing has changed. And yesterday's vote was nothing but... uh, All I can say is it's the biggest steal ever. I have a relative that had to vote in three places, three places, and they threw the box, a vote into a box, and when they protested, they kicked them out under threat of arrest. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and I'll just say this before we go into this, too, and I'll get Sarah's comment here. We're going to kind of flip back and forth between the Google lawsuit and, and the election. But listen, this they had 30% of Maricopa County's election centers go down, and almost all of them, I think 28 of them, were judged to be in Republican districts. They run pre-trial tests before an election. There's no way in hell you could have a 30% failure. They're not interleaked at all. The results are interleaked when they get reported, but the the tabulation that they said was down are not interlinked. So 30% is not a coincidence, folks. They stole this frickin' election from Blake Masters and Kerry Lake. They would have been destroyed. Kerry Lake had an 11-point lead in the last poll from Fox News 10. So they would have been destroyed had they had a fair election. But when you have your gubernatorial candidate sponsored by George Soros to the tune of $2 million when she ran for Secretary of State, and she made the comment on videotape, it's my job as Secretary of State is to get Democrats elected and to keep them elected. Why don't you just say it, Katie Hobbs? You engage in voter fraud, and we're going to get into all this here. Sarah, I'll let you pick the starting point here. I'm done tirading now, and we brought you on to hear from your views, so please jump into wherever you'd like. I just, I'm almost speechless at how bad and how corrupt everything is. I just, we're not going to know what the, what the Americans want until we fix things. I mean, we haven't even fixed the, the voting machines. And then on top of that, they did all that corruption in Maricopa County and everywhere else. It's all over the country. In my neck of the woods, it was just, I, you know, people are either, you know, what I, I was listening to um, Paul Jensen. Dr. Paul Jensen, who was running for governor. I was listening to him this morning when I went to go get a coffee. And I haven't had a chance to look at all the races and everything that's happened. I stayed up late. Of course, it was still going on. But he uh, said that uh, we polled, in the polls, we are winning on every single issue. Every single issue. The economy, the crime, the um, border, you know, just every issue they were winning on. And when he was out there, they felt that there was a huge momentum and support for them that they've never seen in the country before, never seen in our state before. But then we go to the polls and or go to the election, and it's the same like it is every year. And the same results, people voted the same way. So people either in Minnesota are stupid because they vote, you know, the, the polls showed they all cared about those the issues, they're either stupid or the election is fixed. It's a and little we, it's a little both, I think, Sarah. I mean I, know, I mean look still. at how could you vote for a Fetterman? Hello, good night, let's go everybody. Uh, I mean that's how he starts the debate. Well, I don't I, that's where I get to the point where that's why I'm a little speechless here, because are they that dumb? We do have the media to blame because people are in a bubble. And so I, I was listening to, there was a, a teenage girl, not teenage, yeah, 18 or something, voting. 
and she was going to vote for Jensen, and then she heard right before she voted that he was going to ban gay marriage. Of course, they, he's not, and that was, but she heard that, and so she ended up voting the other direction. So I think, you know, the media's to blame, our culture is to blame here. We're not connecting the people. But, you know, how do you win on all the issues and then lose a race? That doesn't make sense, Dave. So that's why I say we don't know until we fix these machines and fix and secure our elections. We, there's no way. We can sit and beat ourselves up on how to do everything better and all these things. But when the media is so fixed and the election isn't secure and there's so much fraud, uh, you have to fix that first because we don't know. I mean, we're probably doing everything right, and it's just we got a really screwed-up situation. we got the media completely controlled, which is why we're in a Google lawsuit. And, and then we have machines that are fixed. And I mean, we, you, can't, you can't beat yourself up over fraud. You gotta fix the fraud. Well, all I can say is that anyone, and we have a lot of this though. I don't know how many votes were stolen in Pennsylvania, but I do know they released 260,000 unverified ballots. So that's enough to swing an election. They did the same thing in Michigan where it was closer to 300,000. And Tudor Dixon lost by 2%. So when you look at that, they're doing just enough to win close elections. And I heard an interview yesterday out of a Denver radio station where the head of elections for Denver City and County, he said, it's going to be until Thanksgiving until we have all the results. And you're telling me we can send a space probe out of the solar system and report back, and we can't have elections in less than 16 days? That's because they're fixing them. They're fixing them with late ballots, and this is how it always happens. I'll give you two examples. Martha McSally was destroying Mark Kelly, absolutely destroying him. She came on a debate, and she had all his Chinese business interests. Everything was exposed, and she was ahead when we went to bed. When they woke up, we woke up. He had won by like 11,000 votes, and they were all midnight ballots. And then Kirsten Cinema, when she ran against Martha McSally, the same exact thing happened. The same exact thing. So how many coincidences does it take to make a conspiracy? Yeah, well, that's my point. I don't, I, I think there's no way that we can, I, I say we do know that they're fixing. We don't know all the ones that they're fixing, but we know they're fixing. And we have to fix that. I mean, we don't have a country when the elections are rigged. Yeah, I know. Well, listen to this with Katie Hobbs, who looks like she's won the governor's race in Arizona. Uh, that's so bad. That is so I'll, I'll just I'll just say two. You guys are. I mean, that's about that's like Whitmer. You guys are. It's so bad. I know. Well, a vote for a vote for Katie Hobbs was a vote for open borders because she wanted Arizona to be a sanctuary state when she was a legislator, and it's fentanyl to kill our kids. That's who she is. But here's what she did with Cochise County, a border county. They said, after the machine votes are over, we are going to hand count the election results. Well, clearly, the fix was in to some degree in Cochise County, because she wrote the Board of Supervisors there a letter, and she said, if you hand count anything, we will sue you. Oh, jeez. So, so they were still using the machines, but they were going to verify the machine count. And, oh, that couldn't be done because of the fact that they know they steal elections. They steal elections. You know, it's they're so crude. They're so gross. They don't care that they're the people don't want them there and they're going to be there anyways. They, I mean, they just don't care. 
All I can it's say just incredible. is, well, Bob Griswold um, sent me a text last night, and it was about 1 a.m. Eastern where he lives, and he said, very simply, America is lost. I think this was our last gasp, and now we have to start looking at adaptation. What do you think? Um, I I don't ever, I like to just say that it's never a zero-sum game, and that <clears throat> we have to work on minimizing the damage, if that's what you mean by adaptation, minimizing the damage and keep playing offense. So we, we have to keep trying to make it more free and better and minimizing the damage they can do. Yes, I think we are um, we are past a point where we and we have to realize that they're going to implement their agenda, and we just have to come up with different ways. We have to be more strategic, more guerrilla, I think, at trying to figure out how to stop this insurgence and keep keep our freedoms in pockets. Maybe I mean maybe we. I'm almost to the point where certain states let certain states go to hell. And other states be free. Let them eat themselves alive and go to, you know, it'll be like a hell zone. And they won't have any freedom. It'll be awful for them. And then let other states be free. I mean, I'm almost to that point, too, where we just have a separation. It's funny you'd say that. Um, I'm preparing to write an article today. And the premise of the article is where Ronald Reagan once said America is the last bastion of freedom. Today it would be accurate to say that Florida is the last bastion of freedom and that I think that all red-blooded Americans should consider moving to Florida and Florida should withdraw from the Union well I bought land in Florida so we'll see how that goes I think that um, we need more than just Florida I don't think that's enough space well name somewhere think... that's not compromised well I I, I I don't know I just think we need to start creating <sighs> You know, we need to figure it out and at least get a couple states going. Some people say South Carolina is pretty good. No, are you um, kidding? Jim Clyburn from South Carolina, he, he he said we're going down the path of Nazi Germany. Well, let's look at Nazi Germany. They suppress the media, right? They pass gun restriction laws, which the Democrats want to do. They uh, began to harass Christians very hard in the very early days. Uh, gee, isn't that exactly what Merrick Garland and uh, the DOJ is doing? I think that's exactly what's going on, but I think we need more than just Florida. I think that's not enough, a big enough. I mean, if we're going to have a little country in Florida, that'd be terrible. You know what I mean? We need more than just Florida. <laughs> just tell, me, saying. Tell, me, tell me where. It's not um, South Carolina, I guarantee you. What do you think of Texas? You think Texas is no, gone? No, Texas is increasingly turning blue. They're not there yet, but they're on their way. And Abbott is just a scumbag. I mean, he's got as many Chinese business interests as Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, which I covered in great detail four years ago. He's compromised by China. The red wave that they thought was going to happen was real, and it happened... It didn't happen because they fixed the machines and things. So I don't think things are turning blue. I think things are turning red, and they're fixing machines, and they're they're corrupt in order to make it look different than it is. Yeah, well, I was so, speaking of leadership, though. See, the yeah, people, leadership. okay, like, I remember what Go I ahead. said. I said 70% of Arizona clearly is conservative. Mm -hmm. When Biden ran, 
no one was going to his rallies. Nobody. Trump would sell out 20, 25,000 a hit every time that he had a car caravan in his honor. It went over 100 miles in length. And yet he loses Arizona. There's no way he lost Arizona. But they stole the election. And and so what I'm saying is it's not the people so much. But I, I'll tell you this, though. Any of you who voted for Fetterman or Hockle, do you like being pushed in front of subway trains? Well, then, good. You voted for Hockle. Congratulations. How about uh, no bail uh, people getting out and murdering ex-girlfriends? That's Hockle. That's who you voted for, you morons. And same with Fetterman. The guy's a... a, a freaking fruit he's a fruit he's a vegetable he can't do anything and yet some people voted for him sarah i just i can't believe yeah i I don't know i think what they did is they just believe that they have to vote democrat no matter what otherwise uh, they're i mean they're it's a cult we're dealing with cult behavior you're right about that That, you're right the democratic party is cult-like behavior exactly right and so we're not going to get past this until we Fix the media. I mean, we have to fix the media. That's upstream from culture. Well, we're not. They're always going to have cult people, right? It's always going to be, but it's not going to be the majority. I think the majority is leaving that and realizing that this is there's really a big problem here. But we need to fix the media, and we need to fix the voting machines. And the we have to fix the voting machines. We have to fix the elections. They can't be rigged because. They won't be able to elect all the blue people. You say the leadership is blue and compromised. They won't be able to keep all these elected compromised people in office or non-elected, let's just say. We won't be able to keep all these compromised people in office if you fix the voting machines and the um, corruption that's going on in the elections. If we don't fix the corruption in elections, then we're you can't fix anything because you don't know what to fix. I mean, you can't. You can't, because it's not people doing bad campaigns. Because I sat and listened to the people this morning talking about all the ways they got to connect with voters more and all these things. I'm like, well, wait a minute. It's ridiculous. You did fine. It's just that the machines and the thing is corrupt. Yeah, they're not attacking the real issue. Um, you know, I just say, this is so extreme. You're probably not going to believe I'm going to say that. I think people like us, the 70% of Americans who are on board with this crap, ought to just say, we're not voting anymore. Let's just admit it. We're in a dictatorship. So expect the population to act like they live in a dictatorship. And we'll see how you people in power like it. They want third world politics. Let's give them third world politics. (laughs) You think I'm kidding? I am not kidding. I said this before the election. This is the most important election in American history. Because we had a chance to reverse course, and we did none of that. In fact, they have the, the Republicans, as of today, right now, this moment, they still have not secured a majority in the House, and they're not going to get it in the Senate. You know, no. we, we didn't even get, you know how in the midterms you have an opposite and equal reaction to the voters? So if one party's in power, then the midterms bring it kind of back to balance. Well, we didn't even really get that. We got hardly any movement at all on this election. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And and America's in the worst shape it's ever been in. So if you can't move the needle with these kind of conditions, then that tells you how bad things are. Well, that tells you how corrupt things are. Absolutely. That's what I was saying, because how do they, like our, our governor here, raised? how do they win on every single issue? And then lose the election. It doesn't make sense. That's what I'm saying. We don't know, and you can't know what to fix until you fix these flipping. You don't know what you can change about yourself to win an election, 
unless these elections are fair. They're not fair. And I, I, they never fix them. We proved that they, they weren't fair in the 2020 election. We know, we know, I know. That's my background. Systems engineering, data analysis. That's what my whole background was on. And I'm telling you, those elections were rigged. And it, until we fix that, we you can't solve this. And what'd they do? The true the vote people were thrown in prison right before all this stuff happened too, because they had, uh, you know, understanding of of what they were doing to uh, to rig these machines. And then anybody that questions the election, like the 2020 election, that was censored. Yeah, you but... can't question the machines. And oh, you, you can. Even... You can question if you're Hillary Clinton. Well, yeah, I know it's ridiculous. It, only one side can question. You can't question that the machines are a problem. Although everybody, even the Democrats did in t the 2012, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. This whole thing, or 2000, whenever the last time they, they were questioning it for a long time. My, my point is, is that you know who has the power based on what you can't say. And if these elections were fair, they wouldn't mind looking in and trying to fix things because if you fix it, it wouldn't change the outcome, right? No, that's, well, let me give you the implication. I'll give you an implication for the Fetterman race. I saw open mic on video where Biden is campaigning last week for Fetterman. He's standing off to the left of Biden and not engaged in the conversation. He's talking to somebody else. His wife. Biden was? or No, uh, I mean, uh, Fetterman was. Biden okay. was turned with his back partially to Fetterman talking to Fetterman's wife, who's from Brazil. And he said to her, and I quote, you will make a great senator. In other words, they already know they're going to have to replace him. But let me tell you about his wife. She's a Brazilian nationalist. Now, she did come here when she was seven, but she is friends with Elizabeth Warren, Kim Kardashian, and she has ties to the Lula a regime that just stole the election that the CIA helped with along with China by using corrupt voting machines in Brazil when Bolsonaro was defeated. She is tied to communist China in the election overthrow of Brazil. She has those interests. That's who we're putting into the Senate by proxy. Mm. Well, you know it's by proxy, somebody by proxy because it's always whoever's supporting them. It's uh, Joe Biden is doing a lot more than Biden Joe Biden is because he can't function. Well, that's and not, that's not why, though, Sarah. I mean, he's compromised to the no, tune know, of millions of dollars by China. He's a criminal. I, I, I get that. My point is is that he obviously isn't even mentally there. So we're, we can't look at him anymore because he's so gone. It's who's with him. It's his, it's his wife or... Or they, they wanted to get him in, hold the seat, and then switch it to somebody else, which is what they're doing. But the but that's not the issue. The issue is, why did we put him there? Why did that happen in the first place? It's because the elections are rigged or and, and or the American people are stupid. But I think it comes down to the media, too, because the media is, is if the media was honest and fair and wasn't censored, people would be more knowledgeable about what was going on and we could move the culture towards um, rational thought. So it's a combination of all these things that's all based on corruption. It's all, it's the corruption that's killing us. And we have to fix these, uh, this broken election. So what do we do? What do we do about the fact that our election is so rigged? I mean, 
there's we, no solving the people who could fix world. it the, the people who could fix it Sarah are in so much control that there's nothing we can do you know l- let me tell you what I learned I have a friend whose former DOJ specialty was elections I have another person who was tied to Intel and I'm not going to mention either name although one name would be known to most of the audience and they told me how Dominion steals elections and they told me how it happened in Maricopa County and I had three election officials come to me after the 2020 election and say one two and three and it matched perfectly what these experts told me behind the scenes Um, China counted the votes and here is some partial proof for this there were two state Supreme Court rulings against Maricopa County Board of Supervisors to surrender the election code so they could see where the machines tabulated their votes. Did they tabulate them in the United States or was it done, as we know, in China? And they refused both court orders. Brnovich, and I don't know what happened to him because he issued an attorney general's opinion and he said, you either surrender these codes, and first it was a week, then it was three weeks, and then it was two months, and then we never heard any more. And he just happened to be running in the primary for the Senate. So I guarantee you, a deal was struck temporarily with him to get him to back off. Because he was he told Maricopa County, we will withdraw all state funding to your county unless you surrender the codes. And then the Board of Supervisors had a meeting uh, with the press. And they came out and they just said, well, we didn't really have the codes. That's bullshit because they are required by state law to maintain the codes. But I also know this to the election officials that run each center were required to have the codes too, and they did not. I had three of them tell me they never had the codes. Then they had this phony baloney testimony from a George Soros-backed sheriff that was paid $2 million to unseat Jor Pyle. His name's Paul Penzone, the biggest communist ever in law enforcement. He gets up before the press and tells the bold-faced lie, they gave me the codes for safekeeping. Well, wait a minute. The Maricopa County people said they didn't have the codes, and you're saying they gave them to you. Which is the true story here, Paul? In other words, it's chase the missing codes because they didn't want the public to know those votes were counted in China, and that's how they stole the election. Well, that's what I mean. It's really corrupt. They and they keep doing. They'll do the corruption from all different ways. I I think that the voting machines are the the biggest problem. I mean that the absentee it, ballots are right up there with it. Well, the absentee <laughs> ballots are really bad too. But the problem with the voting machines is people, it's out of sight, out of mind. I mean, the ballots are harder to cheat than it is to just flip the software. It's really easy, and they wouldn't let anybody go in and fix that issue. Well, I can tell you how they did the ballots. Um, There was a breach of the um, voter ballots, uh, the voter registrations, before the 2020 election. And those voter registration forms would have shown who voted last when did they vote so let's say like lee smith for example the last time he voted was in 1997 right now what liz harris did she was the other uh, independent party besides myself that actually did in-depth analysis of the voting she canvassed a lot of maricopa county she went to over 100,000 homes and she said i don't need to know who voted but i want to know if lee smith lived here and if you know if he voted Oh, no, Lee moved to Ohio 20 years ago, and he's still on the voter rolls. But here's the other thing that's criminal. Under Adrian Fontes, who was kicked out as Maricopa County clerk and recorder for his corruption, 
he is now the new Secretary of State in Arizona. So we, we promoted him for being a criminal. And Adrian Fontes was required by law to report that voter breach to each individual voter with official notification and also make a public statement. That wasn't done until after the J6 certification. So the, the fix was in. And this is how they got the fake names for the ballots. And so they could see, you know, who had moved out of state, who had died. And so they just stuck their names on those ballots and sent them to Democratic-friendly people. And that led to the ballot stuffing that showed up on 2,000 mules, where we see someone dumping in 20, 50, 100 ballots. Yeah, that makes sense. They're just going to figure how, out that's why who's I'm saying, not voting. Sarah, yep. this is as big a problem as the voting machines. Because well, they could steal, I, steal elections yep. even if there were no voting machines. Yeah, well, I think that... If they do it, whatever. They just make sure they have all the bad. They just do what they can to win. Okay, here's the deal. This is what I just headline I just saw. Vietnam gas stations start to close due to widespread shortages. That's what we're going to start seeing. That's exactly now. right. You're exactly right. There is uh, nothing. They just held off. They held off the worst of it until after the election, and now we're going to start seeing what they had planned. All hell's going to break loose. You're ex- oh, I mean, yep. he, Biden sold off the oil reserve to our enemy, China, in, in compromising our national security. Also, he could keep the price of gas from just going through the roof so that wouldn't affect the election. And now we're going to see the true effect of his energy policies. Well, the other thing that is going down is the uh, Saudi Arabia is moving towards the BRIC nation. Yeah, so they're not going to be using they're not going to be using the, the petrodollars going away. Nope, that's right. And that, that means crash. And that's the a dollar. big deal. Yeah, there's nothing well, so backing our dollar. Down. There's nothing backing the dollar right now. Nothing. Yeah, this is all coming down, and that's what people don't realize. And But they held it off. They made it look all pretty right now. And then now that's going to happen. It's going to be all hell is going to break loose. And I don't know. My relatives. I, mean, I, don't, I'm, I'm, I need a little bit of time just to catch my my breath here on what I believe. You know, it's yeah. like I wasn't expecting it to be this bad. Oh. I didn't think Katie Hobbs could possibly beat Carrie Lake. I mean, in a real situation, there's no way. I mean, you got the biggest moron in the country now as your governor. I mean, that's just not even. She's awful. I mean, she refused to debate. So how could you vote for someone who won't even take her policies before the people and say, here's how I compare to my opponent? You see, she'd have to admit, I'm for open borders, and I want to poison your kids with fentanyl. That's Katie Hobbs right now. She wants to murder your children, and I'm not going to back off of that comment. Anyone that votes for open borders is voting for the murder of children. When you have Halloween candy that's actually fentanyl, that's murdering children. Well, you guys had a pretty good candidate in Carrie Lake. Oh, so. she was awesome. But the yeah. fix, you know, I heard this too. Uh, a Democrat, excuse me, a Republican congressman staffer, and I don't want to be more specific at this point in time. She told me six months ago, five months ago, she they heard that Carrie Lake was targeted to be the number one uh, opponent to defeat. They could not let her get in because she would appear on the national scene. They'd have another DeSantis, and they had to stop at all costs. Yeah, because she was at a DeSantis level. She was very – she had the charisma of DeSantis. That's right. And uh, it's too bad. We really needed her. You know, and and I'm telling you, um, the election denier label, I'm so sick of hearing that. Every Republican, if you care about the country – needs to stand up and say, many of our elections were stolen. And they need to say it so loud that the election denier can't shout them down, that that phrase won't shout them down. 
Well, the phrase, you can't let that phrase, they do those, those are just, that's how they get to people mentally. And we just can't let that happen. But how it proved to me, it's like, okay, well then prove that these elections are fair. Yeah, like Cochise County. Cochise County wants to hand count after the election vote, yet they're going to get sued by Katie Hobbs if they do that. Yeah, so how can you say they're fair when that's the backdrop that we have? So prove that they're fair. And why, what are you worried about? What are they so scared? I know what they're scared about, but the whole point is that if you're scared about looking into this, then they're not fair. You shouldn't be nervous about checking out the results. If it's fair, then you won, and you don't have to worry about it. Let me sound like a, just an absolute conspiracy nut. The World Economic Forum is running America right now, and they're running it down to the local level. And I'll give you an example. Kate Gallegos, who's nuttier than Katie Hobbs. I know you probably won't think that's possible, but it is. Trust me, she is. What is she? What is she? She's the mayor of Phoenix. Oh, God. She okay. was trained by Klaus Schwab in the Young Global Leaders Program of the WEF. That's how far down the reach is. And when you go to, like, Fort Collins, Colorado, which is called the Jewel of the Ickley Empire, meaning Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, uh, many of their city council, their mayor, these people are trained by Klaus Schwab. Trudeau was trained by Klaus Schwab. And don't believe Tulsi Gabbard's BS, folks. She was trained by Klaus Schwab. It's public record. (laughs) You know, Putin Putin was trained by Klaus Schwab, but then he said, screw you. You think we're going to give up all our oil in Russia? Screw you, Klaus Schwab. And that's why we're in a war right now with, with Russia. That's the only reason why. Plus, Biden got blackmailed into it because of all the BS he and his family and Mitt Romney and his son and Paul Pelosi's son. And they were all involved in this corruption. I don't know if you knew this or not. I actually published an article back in 2016 where Obama, and I have the itinerary, and it came from Scribd, and it's been scrubbed, but I have the hard copy. They flew in, the Justice Department and, and and the Obama administration flew in prosecutors from Ukraine to teach them how to prosecute Burisma and Rosemont Seneca without ensnaring American politicians and their family members. Well, yeah. that's why the, the whistleblower we had was the financial executive out of uh, at Burisma. She was going to tell us all the um, the you know the people involved, the politicians, the business people all across the United States, everywhere, in both Europe and the United States. And they found out who she was. They sodomized her, left her for dead. It was terrible, and she—that was like right before she was going to come on my show. Who was who was this person? She was a whistleblower out of Burisma. You can't say her name. No, she's now she's uh, has asylum in Russia. They got her. They uh, a group got her out of uh, Ukraine, brought her to a Russian hospital, and now she's afraid to talk. Wow. And we had her. We were going to have her on. Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna, maybe I'll bug them again and see if I can get her on now that she feels a little more safe. But she, they took all her data. They took everything. And she had all the names of all the executives. It was a combination of um, people from Europe and United States. Yep. Oh my. I, I remember you referencing this story briefly. Yep. But yep. I, you didn't give us quite the details that... Uh... We, I was working on that for a while, and then it fell apart because they almost killed her. She had a couple kids, and she was worried about her kids. You know, yep. I was uh, 
I used to have a news director named Andy Doriso, and she was my news director for six and a half years. And Annie asked me one time, she said, uh, this is after the 2012 election nonsense that went on too, and she said, what will the Democrats not do to stay in power? And I started thinking about it, and I, and I said to her, if they'll kill babies, who won't they kill? Yeah, they don't. Their their abortion fetish. By the way, did you know California just passed a bill that they can murder a baby up to twenty eight days after the birth? I know. I saw the um, the the law. I didn't know they passed it. I know they were trying to. Yeah, this is this is just nuts. They're trying to totally destroy our culture. That's the Maoist cultural revolution. Yeah, that's they how want you to overthrow destroy. the status quo. See. If you believe the WEF and the UN and the World Health Organization are all working in concert, and they got to be. I mean, the UN just called for rich nations to pay $2 trillion in climate justice so the UN can distribute it. That's just for world government. We're paying for world government when they do that. But when you look at these organizations, if you believe the conspiracy that they're all working together to create a new world order, Ronald Reagan really nailed it. He said they have to take America down. And this is why there's the concentrated effort to do what they're doing here. And Bolsonaro was the Donald Trump of Brazil, and they took him down with voting machines and communist China interference as well. It's a global plot to enslave humanity. So if that's true, and I think there's ample evidence, then we have to look at the quotes from people like Prince Philip, Prince Charles, Ted Turner, who say they want to reduce the population by 90%. Now we have to start taking those quotes seriously. Don't you agree? I do, and I do think that with the COVID nightmare is not over. I mean, we just we're seeing excess deaths everywhere. I have a um, headline here that shows out of England that they have excess deaths of thirty six thousand at this point, and so it's just just since. Let me see, let's see if I can find this. England suffered three hundred thousand deaths since May, resulting in over thirty four thousand excess deaths just since May. What's the number one cause? Um, let me see. I'd have to find looking through. I could tell you what Peter McCullough says. It's heart problems. Yeah, for vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I listened to, a, I was at a conference this weekend, and um, we have an issue of clotting, you know, which is why we're seeing heart problems and stuff. But the other thing that we're seeing in excess deaths is brain issues, Parkinson's, um, Alzheimer's. They're seeing a ton of brain issues. That's the prion disease. And we're going to see a lot of mad cow. That's mad cow, exactly. Yeah. And but it's it, it yeah it's going to be mad cow, but it's also going to the ones that's going to take longer. It's going to come out as Alzheimer's and Parkinson's type stuff. And so we're going to have a lot of brain disease happening. Sarah, listen to this. When Paul Martin died, and I think under somewhat mysterious circumstances, and Paul Martin and I were very very good friends. Um, when he died. He and I were working on a story in northern Colorado. He lives north. He lived north of Fort Collins, and they were beginning to find animals, like hunting animals, like elk and deer, that were infected with prion. And it was one of two places in the world where this was happening. We also discovered it was going on in the UK. And the CDC facility there that normally has three or four cars uh, north of Fort Collins was having 30, 40 cars. They were having major meetings. They were chasing people out of the forest because I believe, this is just my theory, but 
Paul and I were on the verge of breaking the story. In fact, we actually did break a preliminary. I believe they're infecting the food supply with what you're talking about, not just through the vaccines with humans, but also the food supply. Because what will people do who live in rural areas that don't have enough to eat? Well, they're geared towards hunting. But what if the food you catch is infected? Yeah, that's, that's well, what Paul and I were working on when he died. Well, I think they're doing it from all different angles, and we're going to see the prion disease get really bad because I was, the, we had a neural sci- scientist explain what's going on in people's brains with the vaccine, yeah. and that it's getting really bad. And so, Multiple and the excess deaths. deaths, a lot of it is is this prion disease. It's not coming out as that. It's coming out as um, Alzheimer's and, and different other things. So it's going to be hidden behind that. The um, the lifespan of America since the beginning of the pandemic, so-called pandemic, um, has de- decreased by two years in the United States. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, yep. and the life insurance companies are going nuts because they're reporting six-figure uh, over-expected increases in death benefits they have to pay out on. Oh yeah, they're not gonna. There's gonna be some serious ramifications with the health companies or the insurance companies because how can they possibly handle that? They can't. Yeah. But, but the no. you know just and you know there was one other thing here that I want to get to your lawsuit, but a lot of people underestimate. But I think the attorney generals of 19 states have figured it out. You have BlackRock that issues these ESG ratings, which everyone, if you ask them and they know about it, they'll say, oh, yeah, that's making sure that corporations are environmentally friendly and they get an ESG score. It's not just environment. It's the wokeism, the perversion, the drag queens in first-grade classrooms teaching first-graders how to perform moral sex. And Folks, if you're shocked by that, uh, you're not paying attention because it's going on right now in America. And, And so the wokeism is part of the ESG rating. And they're using taxpayer money to do it through a, comp- uh, well, let's say a real convoluted scheme that ends up being taxpayer money. And that's what the attorney generals of 19 states are suing BlackRock on. It's, it's the convoluted use of taxpayer money. Um, but what people don't realize is your corporations are being held hostage because most of the businesses are going to fail as they make the transition over to the so-called green economy because there is going to be no green economy. It's going to be green poverty. And a few of these corporations will survive, and they're all fighting with each other to be the most compliant to the new world order they can be. I know. That's the ESG rating. And the fact that they're working so hard to be compliant and they're just going to be fighting for scraps is so stupid, but that's the reality of it. I know. Well, let's talk about your lawsuit. Yeah, well, let's, let's first say that the media is so complicit in this, and the fact that we... This lawsuit is so important. Freedom of speech is so important for our freedom. Because if people don't know, then they, it's out of sight, out of mind, and they're not going to fight. They're, they're being manipulated, and we all see it every day. We do. We're seeing it like, I, I can't believe we're in the situation we're in, but we're in it. And we started, there was a group of us who were kicked off back in October 15, 2020, right before the election and um it was you know with before covid before the election hunter biden's laptop that kind of stuff and we all got kicked off and we started a lawsuit immediately to get an injunction to get our uh our channels back up because there was an important election you can't take us down during this time 
And and so we, that's what we fought for. And the Section 230 essentially said we can't sue them. You know, basically it's an immunity clause. They get, and, and plus the judge in, it was in San Francisco, the judge was pretty much on, it felt like the judge was part of the Google's defense team. Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's yeah. how bad it was. And we, we decided to um, appeal it and we almost dropped the case. We almost didn't go forward because people were like, oh, I don't know, you know, things. I don't know, people, it's hard to continue fights, you know, after a while. And they thought they could join the Trump's lawsuit. And I don't know what's going on, Trump's class action suit. You wonder what that, because it's like they're not even doing it. But anyway, so we, we petitioned to the Ninth Circuit, which is the next level. Trump um, flipped that. So it, we have a much better chance. It's, a, it's not just re- Democrat. But the thing is, is that Democrats were always for free speech. So there, there's some weird things here. So while the Republicans might seem to be more constitutional oriented, we do have a shot at getting to these Democrat uh, judges that aren't completely um, compromised because they've always been for free speech. But anyway, so we have three points that we're fighting on, with them on. And we're fighting with them on Section 230, on breach of contract and being a state actor. But one thing I, before we get into Google more, I, at the conference, I, I did a presentation on what big tech is. And I don't have, maybe I can pull up the numbers here. Big tech, really, there's four big players in big tech. Google, Alphabet, Alphabet is the parent company of Google, is one of the big players, right? And if you look at their value, market value, which is what you kind of, I mean, you can look at things from multiple perspectives. Maybe it's their revenues, but you know, I look at, look at market value, like um, uh, for example, Twitter was purchased by Elon Musk for $44 billion. That's pretty much the value. Your t-shirt, you purchased it for 20 bucks. That's the market value of it. What you would place value on. Okay. So I broke this down. Let me just open this real quick. And there's, just because I want to know what the actual market value is of these companies. Okay, so the big four is Amazon, Alphabet, which is Google, Microsoft, and Apple. And Amazon has a market value of $1.4 trillion. This is, it fluctuates based on, you know, where the stock market's at. Um, Alphabet, Google has $1.5 trillion, Microsoft $2 trillion, and Apple $2.6 trillion. The next one after them... What was, what was Alphabet? What was their value? $1.5 trillion. And I think so, a lot of these things are um, are not quite accurate because uh, Alphabet has two investment companies and they've been investing in a lot of companies. And so you don't put that in their value either. I mean, it should be incorporated, but it's kind of hidden. The next one after the fifth one in this sector is uh, Samsung at $367 billion. Must purchase Twitter for $44 billion. So you get an idea of how big these guys are. Okay. And then I went and uh, looked at, well, what other companies in the world are even at this size? The only one that's even in this ballpark is a Saudi Arabian oil company that is uh, a Saudi Armaco. So just to give you an idea, these are the biggest companies in the world, at least based on their value. Okay, yeah, who's behind them? BlackRock and, and those people. And people ask me that too at the conference. So who's behind these guys? Well, that's important, who's behind these guys. But the biggest thing is to look at the fact that they're using the Google and other companies to control the entire 
in this the world. This is the, what they're doing. And they're using the media that they control to control the world. And how, how dangerous is Google? Google's in everything. Through their investment companies, they have two investment companies, um, which invests invest in startups and in later stage companies. And they are in 600 companies they're invested in from everything from healthcare, science and tech, energy, um, biotech, all sorts of things. And then they have a huge media presence and they own 92% of the search engine market worldwide when you combine Google search and YouTube because YouTube really is a large search engine of videos. And so it's, it's, that's how dangerous Google really is. And they're using their big media presence to control everything. For example, they um, were censoring anybody that did, companies that did, talked about DNA editing. Meanwhile, and, and companies that did it too, you know, where there were smaller uh, biotech firms, they were censoring them while they were investing in their own biotech DG, DNA editing. You know, I mean, they just, they're a monopoly. So anyways, uh, we, let's get back to the lawsuit. Um, I just wanted to put that as a grounding of why this is so important. So we have these three things that we're going after. Right, we're going after the um, the uh, uh, Section 230. We're going after um, breach of contract, and we're going after state actor. State actor is really the most important thing. Is and that the, the fascism why, relationship between it's government the government and, coercion yeah. and the hostile environment um, that they created. They called the CEOs up to, um, to so, you know, they subpoenaed them to Congress. They passed HR 1050, I think it was, 11. I can't remember the number of it again, but it's a, they could pass a resolution in the House to censor. And, and then they also, Nancy Pelosi, the most powerful woman to ever serve in, in the United States government, told, threatened them and said that if you don't censor, we're going to take your Section 230 immunity clause away. It's a gift. It is a gift. It's why they have their monopolistic uh, situation, and which we outlined in our lawsuit. And we have a breach of contract, too. Like, they were supposed to give us time to put down our videos. They changed the terms of the contract at the same moment they took our videos down. And then they used that as the new contract to hold up why they took us down, which ex, is... Ex post facto, yeah. <laughs> you can't... I mean, it's, it's pretty clear... But the most important one, we want to win. So we're going after state actor, and there's so much case law, Supreme Court case law, showing that, uh, or you know, setting the standards. Basically, there was a uh, uh, ban on books in 1963 out of New York where the government city council created a, uh, a council to figure out what books to ban. They gave it to the distributors, the distributors, a, a police officer with a badge delivered it to the distributor and they pulled the books and then the publisher sued and said, you can't do that. That's state actor coercion. And um, the Supreme Court went all the way to the Supreme Court and they agreed with them. Well, our case blows it away. I mean, and that Google tried to argue, well, it's more authoritative when a Cliff, the I'm going to call him Cliff, I don't know, some guy with a badge goes and shows up with a list. That's more authoritative then everything I just listed with HR resolution passing, subpoenaing the CEOs and Nancy Pelosi threatening them, yeah, right. So that's what uh, that's what we're fighting. And so uh, you know, our strategy is to raise money because we need the support. We really do. We need the money because it's going to get expensive. Um, but we also um, 
we we need to just simply tell the truth because the truth is on our side. The case law is on our side. If we don't win, then they're going to set new standards, and the freedom of speech is gone. Yeah. I mean, they can't, and that's why it's set up for the Supreme Court because you're you're overturning what the Supreme Court already set as standards. And the one thing the judges did say is, well, why why would Google have to pay for the thing that the government does? Well, we're not, you know, like with damage and stuff. This isn't about damages. This is our ability just to sue. So we're not getting, this is opening, this is for the people because our original case was just our ability to do an injunction to get our channels back. So we don't have damages or anything built into it. Our whole thing is just being able to sue. So if we win, then we can go back and sue and get discovery and stuff. So this is really set up as a a pure legal um, theoretical case on what spe- freedom of speech is and overturning these laws and opening it up. What's because your, Let me ask you this before we have to close. What's your next milestone? Well, um, we're right now in Ninth Circuit waiting for the judges to um, give us their decision. It usually takes between 3 and 12 months. We think it's going to take about two and a half months. If we win, then there we, we expect Google to appeal, and they'll probably do an en banc hearing, which will ask, instead of a three-judge panel, they'll ask for a 12-judge panel at the Ninth Circuit. And cases of um, extreme importance with the public um, will be granted an en banc hearing, and we think this will get one. And um, if we lose, then we will probably ask for an en banc because we don't want to pay it'll be easier for to win for less money at the Ninth Circuit. And then otherwise we'll go to the Supreme Court. We want to get to the Supreme Court because um, we want the Section 230. We want all this stuff addressed at the Supreme Court, but we want to win. So we're focusing on state actor. Okay. How can people help you? They need to go to givesendgo.com and please donate. Right now the the project amount that we're asking for is just for this recent Ninth Circuit hearing. We're still a little short on that, but we also need to raise a bunch more for the following steps. So we're going to end up changing it to a much higher number. So we're really hoping people will come and support us. We really give send go slash defending free speech. Give slash defending free speech. Please give what you can. Yeah. We are turning it into a um, 501c3, so if you have a bigger donation, we will be um, setting it up so you can do it as a write-off. Okay, that's a good idea. Um, ladies and gentlemen, election machines, ballot stuffing, fake ballots, and media censorship are the three big issues that are keeping us enslaved, and that's why I would encourage you to go. Sarah, we'll have you back. We're going to have you uh, come back and do more detailed on this. And uh, in anticipation of what's coming, we'll have you back when the decision's in. I want to thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for what you're doing. Uh, You're not sitting back on your butt like most of America voting for the Federmans. So I want to thank you for your effort on behalf of our country. Yeah, well, I just need the support. We need the support from everyone. So because we got to win. I mean, we got to fight. I hear you. I I know. Well, Sarah, Westall has been our guest here. Uh, Gifts and Go. Uh, what's the name of the Gifts and Go? Uh, what do they look for? Defending Free Speech. Defending Free Speech, okay. It's with an I-N-G, so Defending Free Speech. Okay, I'm making a note here, and we'll put that out. Sarah, we got to run. Thanks for joining us. We'll be in touch. Thanks, Dave.